Hey, sweet friend. How are you feeling? I wanted to share something with you. You know, most of my friends are actually white girls, and I love them immensely. All of my boyfriends have been light boys, and I loved them dearly too. All lives mattering put aside, I discovered I most definitely needed to heal the self-loathing of my blackness. Thanks a lot, America. How shameful and scary to admit that, but now is the time to do the work. It will never actually get better until it gets harder first, and I think I'm okay with that. For a long time, it was absolutely absurd, I mean, bordering on preposterous, to think that I could love being a creative or an artist or someone who loved high fashion and be black at the same time to dare dream of being a style icon or design mogul while having chocolate skin. The mere act of living in a time before social media, flaws and all, was to be completely oblivious, at least for a certain time period, to the fact that talent, style, and grace knows no color boundaries. Oh my gosh, I miss those days. I realized the other day, or maybe it was the realization that comes after a decade-long subconscious journey, that I didn't freaking ask for this. I certainly didn't ask to be enveloped by a world that acquired its own set of hatred playbook rules, to be caught up in industries that by nature disapproves of all my natural features. The big round nose that I get teased for, my velvety Jamaican reddish brown skin, my childbearing hips, my extra cushion for the pushing. Through all the adversity, I also did not choose to be thrusted into a life of advocacy either. How many brown kids in your elementary class would answer that age-old question from the teacher, what do you want to be when you grow up, with a self-confident and assured, I want to set all my natural abilities aside and fight for skin color justice and equality for all? I mean, let's be real. Half of us just wanted to be singers, dancers, nurses, or at the very least, a B-plus student. I feel a total kinship to my beautiful Asian, Indian, Latina, or multiracial sisters as well. I think we share a similar pain that's been woven throughout our lives, stories. And comparing our noses and eyes and lips to the cover of Vogue or Allure was definitely a pastime, a secret one. Wondering how Beyonce looked one color on stage at concert, but then in a revolutionary conundrum, an altogether different shade in magazine or advertisement photos. God bless the patriarchy. And if that be the case, who and why was this happening? For centuries, women of African descent have been conditioned to believe that their looks are inadequate and inferior to white women's. And you know, I really do love you, my white friends, but I have to tell you, you have been complicit. Full stop. But look, I can also tell you this. I do not know or have all the answers. I'll tell you one thing, though. As the daughter of slaves who had to fight for every opportunity in this life that made my ancestors feel as if they couldn't have it in theirs, my tolerance for slight, subtle, nuanced injustices is wearing pretty fucking thin. And as a lover of all women, no matter their shade or their NARS foundation hue, it's been weighing on me heavily to discover with the explosion of visual social media, all those features I learned inherently to be ashamed of are now being appropriated by women who already basked in privilege I'll never have the pleasure of experiencing. Like, literally never. 
Is it true that I found it silly to fault white women for rocking their corn bro braided hair earlier this year? Perhaps, but I mean, let them live. It's just a style. Was it ignorant to turn a blind eye when they injected cement in the middle of South Africa or South America or somewhere shady in a basement? Toxins being flown into their flesh in hopes of manifesting an ass with triple the volume of the original. I mean, perhaps, but plastic surgery is a trend for the insecure that never died, so who are we to judge? Let them live, to each their own. But my skin color. The one thing I could never erase away, scrub off, or change for the rest of my human life. The one feature that preceded my reputation every time I walked into a room and caused others to judge me before I had the chance to simply be myself. The one feature that combined with all the others, my hair, nose, lips, eyes, and ass, would label me as part of a subclass of human and rob me of opportunity that my white sisters all over the world find to be a birthright. Nah, fam, we're gonna have to ponder on this one. My dream was to actually be a style icon long, long ago, a huge, notorious design goddess, a Martha Stewart come Audrey Hepburn love child, if you will. There just weren't any brown examples growing up, honestly. Diana Ross was a generation before me, and until Lapita, God bless her soul, honestly, colorism saw to it that us darker-skinned girls wouldn't see the light of day, be it through diversity discrimination or outright photoshopping us into believing only light-skinned women deserved praise. So imagine my horror and heartbreak to discover that Caucasian women are quite literally transforming themselves for the sake of influence. They've blown up their lips, injected their ass, braided up their hair, and now, as icing on top, through a Frankensteinian concoction of heavy makeup and extreme tanning, many white women are dipping their toes into the biracial or mixed-race pond simply for fun, because they can. Almost like a new hobby, or whatever. Because, hey, why not? Heck, it'll wash right off when they're done playing uh, whatever it is they're playing for notoriety and monetary gain on Instagram. I wish it was that easy when I was a kid. I can recall many a boardroom meeting where I would have washed off my features to get the job immediately. Many dates where I would have rinsed away my blackness to get the guy. Funny how self-worth can play tricks on us when all along a whole other race sees worth and grabs it by the horsetail. Pun totally intended. In another life, I was confidently fearless. I felt that I could indeed be a tribe leader. Oh, how mindset can really change in a decade. Now that I see color, mostly my own, wherever I go, my dreams have plagued me as being unbearably harder to achieve. I'm never enough. Those who know me professionally, far more serious endeavors that I've undertaken, when they know me in that realm, the likes of designer fashion or blogging, they find it curious why I'd even bother to dig up childhood dreams like being the ruler of the design world or ultimate lifestyle influencer, especially after 10 years when the roster of designers of color are still few and far between. I mean, still, can you even name five? And practically, they're an endangered species in New York and Paris fashion weeks, the fashion weeks that matter. Yeah, they'll go somewhere in a deep dingy basement and put on their own in the middle of Texas, but at the ones that people pay attention to, you still don't see them. So if I don't see role models that would give me the courage to step out on my own, why bother doing anything? Well, my dear friends, being the change that I want to see in the world, it wasn't a famous quote made just for curing cancer. 
millions of brown girls dream of being creatives or lots of other career paths too, just like we all once did, no matter your color. And until we take our shot at our big, hairy, badass dreams, the cycle will continue. We can't let the future rest in the hands of women who actively choose to wear our features for even more advancement than they are already allotted. And allies, you can't sit back and watch. Sitting back and watching industries, whether it's design, coaching, spirituality, all of them, refuse to evolve is just as bad as the white women who are pretending to be black. Yes, it is disappointing to see tales like this continue to be told, but by living out my dream, I pave a new route of advocacy. I advocate that brown girls should and will be treated as equals instead of being held to different standards dictated by our physical traits. I will demand a seat at the table. I will push myself through proverbial doors and the real ones too. When they want to steal our stories or borrow our writing and share it on social media as if it comes from their treacherous soul or they don't want to invite us on podcasts because we're a shade too dark or they want to act like we don't exist at conferences, I want you to stand up for your worthiness and as an ally, I want you to support breaking down these barriers. White women are working tirelessly tirelessly to achieve the same looks we were born with, and they're being celebrated for these preposterous behaviors while we're still shunned. But think about it, the incredible effort they're putting into being me and the lack of effort I've exerted on the flip side is kind of funny. I put more effort into complaining instead of doing, or at least I did, and I think 10 years is long enough for that. If I went to half the lengths the Kardashians did for the sake of appropriating our best features, I would definitely be Oprah by now. This here writing of mine and any of my messaging is not a destination for discussions on racism. That's not what I ever set out to do. Nor do I desire to be any sort of pedestal role model in the fight against oppression. So please do not look to me for the pinnacle or any standard of hope in that area. I'm simply just being myself. But if you've ever been curious why the quick turn of an influential makeover, (laughs) that bright purple hair that came out of nowhere, ring a bell, if you're wondering why that took effect and why it will continue to take effect as I step into my most beautiful, vibrant self, this is it. The pure experience of being Black has intensified since Trump took office, but we're not going to talk politics. I just want you to know, women of all colors can relate. I see my rage as one positive result from his presidency, because as Tan Herbin says, rage is a mighty fine motivator. And I wanna know, what is motivating you? Let us remember that we live in countries with unrivaled privilege, no matter the color of your skin. The very act of being able to speak our mind at any moment is a true gift. We are all influencers on the spectrum with unsurmountable power. To deny that or be ignorant to that is ill-advised and a disservice for the girl who secretly looks up to you right now. I promise you that there are some, even when you don't know or think that there are. We all have a responsibility to engage in discourse and stand for the truth that opposes the wrong in our society. No matter if you're a blogger, photographer, model, actress, teacher, athlete, world leader, or just a fellow average complacent human, you have influence. And what you do with it is crucial to shaping our world and in turn, the very culture we all inhabit. If you made it this far, thank you. But if you're suddenly feeling a foreign emotion swelling and rising up in your spine or the back of your throat, don't sweat it. You're not alone. 
If you're a white woman, unsure of how to be an ally to your brown-skinned sisters, and you find it too tough to stay the course, I urge you to be the change we need in the world. Befriend us. Work with us. Request our presence. Recommend us. Ride it out with us. If you don't or you can't, perhaps you feel too privileged and you see no issues at hand. Okay, Karen. Or too indifferent to be bothered with such, you know, obviously incurable fractures in society, especially in this lifetime. So why even try? Or too fearful of losing your high ego-driven position, which equals loss of money and opportunities. And who has time for that? I, I get it. Or too discouraged at the slightest change of alienating your fans and followers who will no doubt have disagreements when you do speak up and who can be bothered by rejection. Oh gosh. Um, guess what? It's okay. You do you, boo. There will be no guilt shaming here. It's a judgment-free zone wherever I go. But just know that when the tide turns, and it will, as it already has, you'll wish to be standing on the right side of history. It's ultimately up to all of our Caucasian sisters and a lot of other people how they choose to use their freedom of speech and privilege. But I'd be remiss if I didn't highlight the opportunity be facing all of us to rise up for the greater good. I can absolutely, with all the confidence in my bones and wisdom from a lived experience, guarantee you this. You are never alone. At any given moment, there are groups that will wash over you with support, like a tidal wave of love. I promise you. Being an expert in anything is not a prerequisite for life, but being honest is a close runner-up. Better to be knowledgeable than ignorant. Just don't let the notion of expertise keep you out of the ring. Speak from your heart and learn as you go. You'll be embraced by those not as brave as you are. Never let anyone diminish your confidence by simply speaking out against injustice of any kind. You're on the right set of history already. No one will ever be able to devalue that or take it away from your legacy. In fact, your legacy will thank you all the more for it. And remember, you're more than the products you promote. Your platform is a magnet for those in need of your unique voice and perspective, not your silence. And your voice and perspective will change and evolve over time. You can completely surrender to the evolution of your highest self. You can be the woman in the corner of the internet advertising yet another designer must-have or some overhyped digital course, or you can stand for something. You can actually do both. You'll lose some people in the process, yes, but care more about the women whose freedom you are saving than the followers you're inconveniencing. I want to be surrounded by women like that. And if you are not a woman like that, I highly encourage you to unsubscribe, unfollow, and just forget that I'm here. So I wanted to share this outcry, not as a newly minted advocate or poster child for racial justice, not by any means. I simply just want to live my life in full abandonment of societal standards like I once did. Pretty naive, yeah, but completely possible. How? Well, I have to stop playing the victim and act. I don't want to live in a world where my childhood dreams are overshadowed by the full-time job of being my own equality activist. That's fucking bullshit. Maybe I'm too lazy, or too indifferent, or too selfish. Regardless, I would much prefer to indulge in being a white woman instead of being fatigued by their pure existence. I want to wake up, be me, and make money for being myself the same as you get to do. Be appreciated for how I was born. Stop making victimized excuses of why XYZ wasn't handed to me. I am so tired of myself having the silver spoon 
conversation. I'm over it. Where has that even gotten me or our entire race? You know, and I see Jewish brethren who I love and totally empathize with and always wonder in utter amazement how they thrived after being wiped out. Am I the only one who thinks this? Surely there's a young Asian girl dancing with glee that Korean skincare totally took over the nation or a young Indian girl who found it all too mesmerizing that a white Christian, no less Jonah's brother, chose a brown skinned girl that looked like her for a wife. That to be chosen, we can in fact just be ourselves without apologizing and claiming a stake on territory that was otherwise marked for trespassing. I see it as a challenge, not adversity. All of this, all of this, I see it as a challenge. Let's let society be the ring and us brown girls and the allies can be the bullfighters. I want you to bow gracefully. Thank all of the white women who feel the need to wear our skin just to be noticed, to feel validated, to feel accepted. Let's enter that ring with pride. It's all of our times now. Let's show them how it's done. And that's exactly what I plan to do by channeling everything I've learned in 2020 into the rebranded, new and improved, the self-made ladies, because my brownness does not determine my worth. And I am still highly favored by the universe, highly gifted, and more than qualified to lead. I hope you feel the same. I believe in you, and I love you. Now go be yourself unapologetically.